Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. Uh, you know, it's the new year. And, um, you know, before I go on and, and, and talk to us about uh, what I feel God has laid it uh, in our hearts, uh, this morning, uh, I just want to just first of all, um, you know, uh, wish everyone here truly, truly, uh, not only a happy new year, but I truly wish and hope upon you and bless all of you with nothing less than God's best this year. Amen. Uh, I am believing uh, that this year will be a year of growth uh, for all of us. Amen. And everybody who wants to see growth in their life, say, Amen. 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 Uh, I, my hope is that you will grow uh, stronger uh, in every way. Uh, your bank account will grow stronger. And, and those that want that say, Amen. praise God. Uh, you know, your faith will grow stronger. Uh, the relationships in your life will grow stronger. Stronger friendships, stronger bonds. Amen. Even the bonds that have broken down. I believe and I hope that this year the Lord will repair it. Amen. And cause it to grow anew. Uh, you know, I, I pray that this year uh, your, your faith will grow. Uh, I pray for those of you who um, are maybe the only one in your entire family who happens to know Jesus, I pray that that will grow. I pray that more family members in, in your family will grow uh, to come to know the Lord. Amen? And, and, and my heart is really for all of us here to grow, to grow in the Lord, to grow in every area of our lives that the Lord has positioned us in. And this is not just me being positive for positive sake. This is in line with the Word of God. God's original blessing to all of mankind, the original blessing in the Garden of Eden is to be fruitful and multiply. And in other words, growth. God from day one has wanted to see mankind made in His image to grow, to grow in likeness, to become more and more like Him. And even Jesus, when He came and He established a new covenant, you know, His great commission that He left all of disciples was also growth. Now go, travel the world. No, no, no. Now go into all the world and make disciples. And go grow the, uh, uh, the flock. Grow to grow taller this year. Okay, yeah, I see some hands. Okay, you got to pray harder. I'm not sure about that. You know, that, that's not God's word for me, uh, for you this morning, but, uh, but with God, all things are possible. So, so go to Him. You know, but even as I'm here saying, hey, God wants the best for you, I can see that not all of us here are as enthusiastic about that. And that is what I want to talk to us about this morning. So if you're taking down notes, the title of my message today is called New Year, New Faith. New Year, New Faith. The reason why a lot of us here, whenever you hear the goodness of God being spoken over your lives, uh, a lot of us here, if we're really honest, we struggle to fully receive it. We struggle to wholeheartedly accept it. And it's because it's not that we don't have faith in God. It's just that our faith has been tampered with. Our faith has been affected by the different situations and circumstances that have come our way. And so, it's so important that as we enter into this year, you know, 2024, I know some of us here were still struggling to write 2024. It's okay. You know, you'll get there. 
you know, as you step into this year, it's so important for you not to bring into this year your faith, your remnant faith from last year. You know, the faith that was affected by last year's disappointments, last year's tragedies, last year's setbacks. It's not that God has not been good, but you're still wrestling and you're still trying to understand and come to terms with, God, why, why did you allow that to happen in my life? I still don't understand. I thought you were good, but how come, you know, there's this area in my life that is not good? How come I still have this weakness in, in, in my life? How come that, you know, you, your word says that chains will be broken and how come some of my chains, not all of my chains, some of my chains are broken? Well, thank God some of your chains are broken. Maybe this year, all of them will be broken. But it's so important for us, therefore, to enter into this year with new faith. Not new faith in terms of like, you know, change your faith, but, but, but to, to ask God to renew your faith. New faith, new, new, new eyes to, to, to see by faith all that God wants to give you and show you this year. A new heart, maybe. Maybe, maybe last year, too many things have, have, you know, clogged up your heart. You know, it's not just uh, cholesterol, you know, uh, uh, that, that, that hurts us, even spiritual cholesterol. Spiritual cholesterol, you know, that there are things that we've allowed into our hearts that are clogging up our ability uh, to, to live for the Lord. And maybe when I, when I say new year, new faith, maybe what, I, what it means to you is that God, give me a new heart. Give me a new heart. The Bible speaks of this again. It says that new wine cannot be poured into old wine skin. Otherwise, it will cause it to burst. And so that's why a lot of us here, maybe you're still operating on the old wine skin of, of last year's faith. And God is saying that, hey, behold, this year I'm going to do a new thing. And would you ask me for new eyes to see, new ears to hear, new heart to believe again. Amen. And, and that's what I, I want to help us with today. As I was preparing and praying on what to share, uh, the Lord began to uh, drop this issue of faith. Um, but I love to preach in a way that's practical. I, I want us to, to love God's Word, but more importantly, to, to be able to take that and put it into action. And I begin to pray, God, how can I help us as a church, myself included, to have a new faith for a new year, to believe you for new growth. In fact, growth is not just something that God wants for our church, it's something that God wants for our church globally. You know, every year we have a new theme. And this year's theme, last year's theme is Heaven Rules, and this year's theme is All May Know. And our desire this year is that for all people to know how much God loves them. For people who don't know that there is a God, to come to know that first of all there is a God. And that God loves them and cares for them so very much. That He sent His Son to come and take away our sins. That all may know. But don't worry about that. We'll talk more about that in February. Uh, why in February? Because that's when our church celebrates its global anniversary. Uh, our sending church in Malaysia celebrates their anniversary end of February. And that's usually when the theme is officially announced. But don't worry, we'll come back to that. But as I was praying to God, God, how can I help your people, myself included, to see growth this year, especially growth in the area of their faith. The Lord dropped this sentence into my heart and this sentence will form the three points uh, that uh, we want to meditate on uh, today. 
And the Lord dropped this thing. Teach my people this year to sincerely sit with Scripture. And God is saying that, you know, the way to grow our faith is not so much for Him to zap you, but to you, for you to go to Him. And go to Him sincerely. Go to Him and sit in His presence and begin to open up His Scripture. And those are the three points I want to talk to us about today so that we can receive and respond all that God has in store for us in 2024. Point number one, we need to learn to be sincere this year, especially towards God. Sincerity represents our attitude towards faith. How many of you know that faith is, 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 is you know, multidimensional? It's not just about the, the person you put your faith in, you know, that, that, that will change you, but it's also your attitude towards that person that will also change you. Amen? And so, God wants us as a church this year to sincerely sit with Scripture and, and it starts with sincerity. And what does it mean by to be sincere? Well, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 teaches us how we ought to approach God. Amen? And Hebrews 11 verse 6 says this, But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. But it doesn't stop there. For he who comes to God must believe that He is. He is what? He is good. That He is God. You must first of all come already know, trusting, believing by faith that there is, I'm not just talking to the air, that there is somebody that's listening right now that He is. And, I'm, I'm, and the scripture doesn't end there at all. And that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Now, as the Lord led me to this scripture, I began to meditate on it. I was thinking like, God, why, why, why this verse for sincerity? I can understand this word for diligence. And the Lord began to help me understand. It says that because it's not just about diligence. It's about seeking God diligently, coming to Him lowly. And the Lord says that that's what sincerity is. Because the truth is this, right? If you have a friend that only comes to you when they have something they want from you. Don't, don't look to your left or right right now. I know some of you are very tempted. Don't. But we all have, you know, maybe some people here, you're amazing. You don't have friends like that. Praise the Lord. This year, I pray that your friendship circle will grow. And then you will... No, I'm just joking. <laughs> you know, the, the truth is this, right? When we have somebody who only seeks us, and he can seek us diligently, but only seeks us once a year. That, you know, that's, what do we call that? Maybe some of you here, you know, you're a very nice person, one of the nicest, kindest person I know in church, Dr. Hannah. You know, very nice, you know, always smiling, you know, always helping people in need. And, uh, you know, maybe you're like Dr. Hannah. Even if you only go to her once a year, she'll still consider you her friend. But maybe she'll say, but, you're, yeah, you're still my friend, but maybe not the most sincere friend. But you're still my friend. And what God wants this year is for us to grow in our sincerity towards Him. Maybe last year, you were a little bit playful. But hey, we're not here to talk about last year. You know, this year, God wants you to be more sincere. Maybe last year, you were faithless. But hey, we're not here to talk about last year. God said, this year, come and be a little bit more sincere. 
But neither does God want us to focus on the word diligence. Otherwise, it can become very transactional. And for a lot of us here, how many of you here have something like this? This is a loyalty card. This is a loyalty card, right? And uh, for me, it has nine stamps. And it says here that buy nine coffees and get one free. Amen. Praise God. Actually, I, this, this was a gift. This was somebody, somebody bought nine cups of coffee and then gave me this one, which I has, have yet to redeem. Um, but I should because even the old stamps ink seem to be fading. I should redeem it. Um, anyway, you know, our focus should be on diligence as well because otherwise it becomes very transactional. We will start going to God like, God, I did my quiet time every day this week. How come you're not responding yet? Do you see? And you begin to approach God with a, like, instead of a sincere mentality, you approach God with a Starbucks mentality. You know, with a, you know, come on, give me stamp, stamp, stamp. I, I can redeem, you know, because my, my wife has the Starbucks app, you know. So every now and then she'll tell me, hey, I can redeem a free drink. Hey, I can redeem an extra special shot. Hey, I can redeem a, you know, Christmas mug or something. I, I'm not sure. You know, and, and a lot of us, if we're not careful, we can approach God instead of a sincere heart. We approach God like, like some sort of transactional, like we're going to Starbucks. God, I did my dues. I prayed and I fasted. Where's my breakthrough? God, I've been good. Last year, you asked me to be baptized. How come this year, you know, uh, 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 money hasn't baptized me yet? You know, like, we're, we're, we're putting all these things. And God is saying that, no, this year, in order for my people to receive the growth that I have in store for them, they need to be sincere. Not sincere about the prize, but sincere about the person that they're going to. And, and the beautiful thing is this, that will, will God reward you? Of course, He will. His Word says that. But what is he about? This is not a scripture about reward. This is a scripture about approaching God by faith diligently. Diligently means in everything. So this year I pray, amen? You want to see growth happen this year? I pray that you will learn to approach God in every area of your life. Amen? Because you know, just because you want to see growth doesn't mean that God wants you to grow in the area that you want to grow, right? But He wants you to grow. Like some of us here, we want to see our bank account grow. A lot of people responded to that. But maybe this year, God wants to see your generosity grow. And so for your generosity to grow, for your character to grow, your bank account needs to decrease. And that's not always comfortable, but that's why God says, come to me sincerely. Yeah. No, do you really want me to change you? Because sometimes we say that, God, change me. God, this year, change me. You know, new year, new resolution, change me. And God says, yeah, I want to change you. But not in the area that you think you need to change. Maybe I want to change this part first. Maybe I want to change this thing first. It reminds me of the times I brought my car in for servicing or for, in this country, MOT. And sometimes, you know, you might think that, oh, there's nothing wrong with my car. Or maybe the only thing that needs to change are the tires. And then the person comes and says, well, actually, it's not the tires. Yeah, the tires need to change, but actually, the more severe issue is this thing. And we need to change your gearbox first. And it's going to cost you more. You go in thinking that I'm, I'm ready to pay the price for my tires to be changed. But then, the expert says, no, your gearbox needs to change first. The, 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 the this, the, and that. And, and it's going to cost us. But that's why we need to approach God, not with an agenda, but with sincerity first. Amen? Amen? 
the thing is this, right? Now that we got the attitude right, we need to get the posture right. The posture right, right? Because again, you know, when we are dealing with God, we're not dealing with some, some you know, uh, uh, just some force in the universe. That's not God. He is a person. And I don't know about you, but when you go to a person, it's not just the sincerity, it's also the posture, right? You know, the, the best way uh, to get good service uh, at a restaurant is not just with sincerity, but with good posture, right? You know, how you ask, the posture you ask, right? You know, if, if you're like, if, if you're just always snapping your fingers, you know, I guarantee you the waiter will take his time to get to your table, you know, but if you, you know, politely just raise your hand, try to get their attention, and then with a, post, with a posture of a smile, you know, then good service will come. Anyway, the posture that we need to get right is to sit. It's to sit. Sit. This year, the Lord says, come to Him with sincerity. At the start of this year, with sincerity, say, God, change me and allow Him to change you like how He wants to change. Let the potter shape the clay. The clay doesn't get to say, I want to be a kettle this year. God says, I want you to be a teapot this year. You know? I know some of you just have to not debate. What's the difference? Teapot? <laughs> anyway, Psalm 37, verse 7. But we're going to read from maybe verse 5. Psalm 37, let's read from verse 5 to 7. It says, Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him. And He, not you, not your connections, not your charisma, He shall bring it to pass. At the start of this year, come on, let's trust God with, with your plans. Amen? Commit your ways. And He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light. Let the Lord vindicate you. Maybe your faith has been soured by the disappointments of last year. Maybe last year you were misunderstood at your job. Maybe last year you felt like some friends betrayed you even though you were the nice guy, you didn't do anything wrong. Maybe last year somebody broke your heart and maybe this year you'd be like, oh, I'm so angry. No, 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 no. Let the Lord bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Let Him vindicate you. Let Him take care of you. Let Him right the wrongs that has happened in your life. But keep trusting. And in verse 7, rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for Him. Do not fret. Do not you know, freak out, do not, you know, be exasperated because of, of Him, small h, not big, Him pro proclaiming to be God, but Him as in the other people. Don't freak out, don't lose hope, don't get angry, don't get bitter because of other people, just because they are prospering, because, you know, of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. In other words, the Bible here is being very real in saying that when you have faith in God, um, it doesn't mean that those that don't have faith in God um, have it worse than you. It might be that they seem to be doing better than you. But don't be jealous of their ways. Don't be envious of their path. Continue to trust in Him. And sometimes in life, right, we, we want to see more and and, and, and you can go like, God, I've been serving you. But how come you know, other people that are not serving you seem to be getting ahead of me in life? They seem to be getting the job first. They seem to be getting the promotion first. They seem to be graduating first. They seem to be getting engaged first. They seem to be getting married first. They seem to be having children first. You know, the, the list goes on. The comparison. And God says, don't. 
First of all, come to me with sincerity. It's not about these things. It's about Him. But secondly, when it comes to God's timing, let's learn to rest. Let's learn to sit. And the beautiful thing about sitting is this. Just because you're sitting, it doesn't mean that nothing is happening. And God is saying that rest in Him. Amen? And, 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 and as you rest and wait patiently for Him, you know, He will be the one that will bring to pass the desires that He has for you. And let me put it, just in case you didn't catch that more spiritual metaphor, let me just bring it to a more earthly example. If you want to go anywhere far, we all have to sit. Those of you who love going for morning runs or evening runs or just runs, what's the first thing you got to do before you run? You got to sit. Why? You got to tie your shoelaces. Right? You need to be seated to try. Don't get technical. I know some of the people that, eh, actually, you can bend down. You got to sit. Wear your shoes. Sit to wear your shoes. Even to wear shoes, you got to sit down. Right? Sit down. Tie your shoelaces. Sit so that when you do go, you know, you're able to go effectively. So you're not stopping every other few steps to retie your shoelace again. How many of you here, don't raise your hand, just came back from a good family holiday? Some of us here were so blessed. We got to go to Australia, got to go to Japan, got to go back to Malaysia, Singapore, Indonesia, Hong Kong, you, you name it, you know. Some people even I heard went the other side of the world, America. Praise God. But how many know that the first thing you got to do before going to all those places, you know, to, to enjoy the good coffee in, I don't know, Australia or the seafood in Sydney or the, you know, f- you know great uh, uh, hawker food in, in, in Malaysia. Um, all, before you do all that, you've got to sit. You got to sit. You got to sit on a plane. You got to sit before you can reach your destination. And so if we can understand this on the fundamental level, on a very human level, that, that before a great reward, there needs to be a period of sitting, and that sitting is actually helping us to get there, how much more will we benefit when we sit in the presence of God? You know, you catch it, friends. You know, some of you here, you know, yesterday I was in Bristol. Some of the guys there, they just went skiing for the first time. They said, boys, do ski, it's so fun, you should go. And then Pastor Kate got yeah, they're skiing on their parents' money. Anyway, it's okay, we love you, Bristol. And, um, and, and, and they were saying, yeah, skiing is so fun. And uh, yeah, yeah, skiing is, is, is fun. But how many know that, you know, before you get to skiing, you, you got you to sit. But they're sitting a bus to get there, sit a plane to get there, sit, you know, whatever it is, you got you to... And... And we need to come to that place of just going like, God, help me, to, help me to love sitting in your presence. Help me to love, you know, if, if, if sitting, I don't know, a bus, plane, whatever, you know, and they were just showing me, all oh, the sound of students were showing me, oh, these are the pictures, this is the mountains. I'm like, wow, wow. <laughs> and, uh, and then it's so amazing, right? Wow, just that, just that, just that I don't know, you know. Uh, total accumulative sitting down of eight hours gave you such an amazing 
life-changing, some of them say. Experience, I don't know who they went skiing with, Jesus maybe. Life-changing, they say. Life-changing. I'm like, wow, the Holy Spirit must be there. Anyway, um, <laughs> joking, he's not, he's not. Uh, <laughs> but what more when we sit in God? Amen? When you sit in the presence of God, He's going to take you places. So this year, let's learn to sit. Let's learn to rest. Let's learn not to hurry. Amen? But now that we got our attitude correct, let's let, and now that we are learning to get our posture correct, now let's get our source correct. Point number three, Scripture. It's the source of our faith. Yes, we believe in Jesus, but, but, but what and who told us about Jesus? The Scripture told us about Scripture, Jesus. And, and, and this is what I want us to catch, right? That, and I pray that this year, God will grow your love for His Word. Truly, that's my hope and my desire for all of us this year, that you will grow in your love for His Word. Because the truth is this, the Word of God and God, it's not separate. See, a lot of times you go like, I love God. I love to worship Him. I love to, 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 to serve Him. I, I, I love being in church. Uh, but pastor, I'm not much of a, you know, not much of a reader. So, you know, I don't really like, you know, I don't f- always find the Word of God. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm more of a watcher. So you go like, have you read the Gospels? No, but I've been wa- binge watch Seasons of the Chosen. <laughs> not the same, friends, not the same. You know, someone's, oh, I'm not much of a reader, but I'm a, I like to listen. I like to listen. You know, so I listen to a lot of podcasts. You know, I listen to a lot of preaching, but it's still not the same. Though those are second hand, this is, this scripture is the main source. It's the main source. Amen. And, and, and the Bible reminds us of this in John chapter 1, verse 1 to 4. This is what I want you to catch. John 1 to 1, 4 says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then this Word is not just an idea, He's a person. He, verse 2, was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made, and in him was life, and the life was the light of men. So, Jesus is the embodiment of God's word. And so, when you say, I'm not, you know, find it hard to read scripture, what you're saying is, I find it hard to go to God. Because scripture is God, his word is him. His word is him. Right? This is, don't, I know a lot of, it took me many, many, many years to, to crack John chapter 1 finally, so hopefully I can give you a shortcut to get there faster. You know, when you say, have you heard this thing like, my, my word is my bond, right? We hear this saying. In other words, what I say is, is, is as good as, as me being there. And, 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 you know, that's what the Bible is trying to tell us, that, that Jesus is the manifest word of God. Every idea God has ever had about you was, was represented to us through Jesus. And so when we go to His Word, we're essentially going to Jesus. And so this year, I hope that we will learn to 
appreciate God's Word. Find a Bible. Find it in a language that, 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 you, that you understand. You know, there's no shame in using multiple versions. Just, just use, you know, use, you know, the, the, you know maybe I, one version I won't recommend would be the KJV. Don't, you know, because the English, I don't think anyone speaks in that English anymore, but we thank God for that Bible because then from that, you know, you know, that was like the first breakthrough in translation and the other translations could, could to, to come forth. But, 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 but use, but begin this year, would you learn to go to Scripture? And not just go to Scripture, understanding that Scripture is God, but let's also understand the power of Scripture. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 to 13, Hebrews 4, 12 to 13 says this, For the Word of God is living and powerful. How many know that you need God's power? Whatever it is that you're facing right now or about to face this year, you need God's power. Not just for the negative things. Negative things, of course, you need God's power, God's grace. But even for the good things. I know in our church this year, there are some people getting married by God's grace. You need His power. You need it. I'm prophesying to all the engaged couples, you need His power. And even after you get married, you still need His power. In fact, you need His power even more. And once you have children, oh, my word. I don't have children. I have a dog. And even my dog, I need God's power to stop me from killing. Anyway, um, we need God's power, Right? And you go like, God, give me that promotion. When God gives you a promotion, guess what? You, you need. And, and a lot of times we go astray. It's because when God blesses us, we, we are saying, okay, God, thank you, thank you. We treat him as some sort of delivery man. Like the guy who sends our Amazon parcel. Thank you, sign here, okay, thank you. Okay, now I, I'm wrapping it. Can you go away? I need to unwrap it. We treat him as a delivery guy. Okay, okay, thank you for the food. Now I need to eat it. Can you, can you please stop staring at me? And God is saying that I'm not the delivery guy. I'm the provider. I, I'm, I'm, I'm everything. And you need me more than you realize. And, and we need His Word because the, our, the Word is Him. But, but, but let's continue reading on Hebrews. The, the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper. How many know that this year is going to get complicated? And you're saying that, God, make me sharp. Yeah, where, where's the source of our sharpness? The Word of God. Is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit. You know, as a pastor, I find this very interesting because I get all sorts of questions as a pastor. People come, Pastor, what's the difference between soul and spirit? And I go like, there is a difference, but it's a very small distinction. And when I read this, I go like, oh, wow, I get it. The Word of God is so sharp that it can even slice the division between that. Anyway, you come to me by September, go, oh, I get it. Anyway, of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts, a discerner, a reader, can see through the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Amen? And so, in other words, the... the Hebrews is reminding us that the Word of God is powerful, it's living. It can help us discern and figure 
God's wisdom is so sharp that it can help us to navigate the complexities of 2024. But on top of that, it is also a mirror. And when you read it, 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 all things become as if like naked before the Word of God. Nothing can be hidden. All is exposed. And God is saying that when you read it, it exposes not just the deception, but even the de- of, of external deception, but the, the deception that's internal. That, you know, how, how, many of, know, how many of us here know that you know, we, we lie to ourselves often, right? And God is saying that when you open the Word, you know, every lie you ever told yourself disappears and, you're, and God is able to deal with you in a way that you need to be dealt with. And it reminds us that all of us, we need, one day we will give an account to God. This is not me trying to fear monger. This is the Word of God reminding us that, that there needs to be an account. There needs to be an account. We need to go to God because we will be held accountable to what we've done with this life, what we've done with this year. So in order to maximize this year, I, I need to go to the source. I need to go to the source. I'm not going to accept any substitutes. Amen? And God is saying to us this year as a church, grow your faith. But grow it by sincerely sitting with Scripture. In other words, friends, this year I pray that you will learn to prioritize. Don't say that you don't have time. You have all the time. You're just using it wrongly. But let's begin to say, God, Last year, forgive me for my procrastination. That's last year. This this year, Lord, help me to seek you. Help me to prioritize you. And as I was preparing this message, the the Lord began to show me a way to even live out how to sit sincerely with Scripture. And, and, And can I teach you this little exercise that the Lord taught me that I'm doing and the Lord says that, because I was saying that, okay, all oh, this is good, but God, how else, how else? Because the last thing I want is for people to sit here and to feel like, okay, yeah, I know all this, you know, let it fly. And God said, no, 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 teach them this exercise, right? And God is saying that a lot of us here, we are unhealthy, not just spiritually, but emotionally and mentally, we're unhealthy because the first thing we do when we wake up in the morning is that we bombard ourselves with social media. Now, don't get me wrong, okay? I'm not... I'm not that old. I sound like an old person sometimes raging at the internet. Uh, but no, I understand social media is a tool. But that's what we need to understand. It's a tool. It's not your best friend. It's a tool. It's meant to be used. The question is, who's using who? Is the social media using you? I'm not even talking about data collection. I'm talking about just manipulating your day. Because a lot of times what we do is this. We wake up in the morning, right? We can't help it. We reach for our device. And, 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 and how ironic it is that nowadays we care more about our phones being charged up than our faith being charged up. Ooh, ouch. And we, the first thing we reached and we checked whether that device's energy is up. What, what about this one's energy? This one's made in the image of God. That's just, you know, some idea that, that Apple stole from somewhere. You know, it's it's like, come on, where's the priority? And then on top of that, by muscle memory. Hey, I, I'm not shaming anyone because I've, I've done this before. And I can say it like this because been there, done that. Guilty, number one. And by muscle memory, we either go to, for me, two apps. You either go to 
The first one, they ask you, what's up? And go to WhatsApp. Sorry, old dad joke. I just tried to sneak it in. And then you click on it, and then you start to see, oh, what have I missed out? So you start your day already with like, I'm, I'm missing something. What did I miss out? And then by muscle memory, because you're still not fully awake, so first of all, you check to see whether anything you missed out, right? And after that, you know, so already without realizing you're filling yourself with FOMO, the fear of missing out. It's not the faith to believe for more, but the fear. And then next thing, muscle memory, you go to, I don't know, your, your Instagram or Facebook or, 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 or whatever. For me, sometimes it's Instagram, and then you begin to start scrolling because you can't wake up yet. You need the blue light to wake you up, so you just keep scrolling. And then without realizing, you know, now is there encouragement on Instagram? Yes, but usually it's very minor. I would say if content on Instagram is 100%, maybe 10% is encouragement. 90% is, is, you know, random stuff. But 90%, a lot of it is predicated upon covetousness, causing you to be envious of other people. Or, or trying to sell you something. Oh, wow, discount. Oh, wow, my friend got engaged. Oh, wow, the friend got promoted. Oh, wow. And then you, you're filling yourself with, oh, how I wish I was living somebody. How come another person's marriage looks better than mine? How come another person's relationship looks better than mine? How come another person's body looks better than mine? How come another person's, I don't know, you know, a travel. Wow, they, they seem to be traveling to more country than, than me. You know, and and you, you're filling yourself with, with all this, like, I'm, I'm lousy, I'm lousy, I'm... I'm and, and, and it's okay to feel lousy. God will fill you up. But instead, we go, I'm lousy, I'm lousy, and I, I think I need another holiday. Don't raise your hands, but how many of you have scrolled Instagram, and when you put down, the first thing that comes is, oh, I wish I was on holiday right now. So you see, before you start your day, it's already zapped you of all your strength. And now you're supposed to wake up and, and that's what we do. And then we, we, we inject ourselves with more caffeine. I, don't, I use the word inject loosely. But we fill ourselves up, right? Or maybe it's exercise or this or that. And it's unhealthy, friends. It's the reason why a lot of us, we are unhappy. Even though God has blessed you with that job, you're still unhappy. God has blessed you with that relationship, you're still unhappy because you're constantly, every morning, instead of looking at Scripture and reminding you to be grateful how amazing it is that you're loved by the Most High God. You go to something else that's created by man. You have a gift from God that we hardly touch, but we go to a creation of man to remind us how lousy we are. That's why we are unhappy. But this is how the Lord has been challenging me now to start the day. And the Lord says, when you wake up, write out the Lord's Prayer. Praying the Lord's Prayer is powerful, but the Lord has been challenging me how to sincerely sit with Scripture. Well, wake up, sit, take out a book, leave your device alone. Okay? So this exercise I've been doing only works when you write it out. Okay? Don't type it out because if you can't remember the lost prayer, it will auto-complete for you and, and it, there's no power there. Okay? So you got to write it out. Right? That, that'd be the first thing. But I haven't had my coffee yet. I haven't brushed my teeth yet. doesn't matter. Wake up, have a little prayer journal and write out. If you need... Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 to 13 is where the Lord's Prayer is, okay? But write it out. And you begin to write out. And what I've been doing is this, that 
and the Lord has taught me that write it out, you're groggy, write it out. If you know by memory, write it out. If you do not know by memory, copy it out. And so I, I, I begin to write it out by memory, but I noticed that because it's the first thing I'm doing in the morning, my, my handwriting is a little bit, but I realized, oh, it's actually good. It's helping me kind of like, you know, it's a good mental exercise writing. I'm getting my, my, my motor neurons firing, you know, but that, that's not my message for today. But then as I begin to write it, I feel like my mind's beginning to be more alert. But I'm now alerted not because of news that I read. I'm now being alerted not because of somebody's engagement. I'm now being alerted because of the Lord's Prayer. And I'm meditating. I'm sitting in His Word. I'm writing it. And, and, and I'm writing out Scripture. And this is where sincerity comes in. As you start doing this exercise, you will make mistakes. But don't be ashamed of those mistakes. That's why you need to write it out. Because when you write it out, the mistakes become very clear. When you type it out, you can delete the mistakes. But when you write it out, you actually catch yourself. Maybe, you know, it's early in the morning. Maybe you need a refresher on what the Lord's Prayer is. But then you start writing out and then realize, hey, I think I wrote the wrong thing. And so this is just my example. This is one of my... So this is one of the ones I wrote. I think this is the one I wrote yesterday. And, uh, and I spelled bread wrongly. You can see, I screw but, I, 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 but this is where sincerity comes in. Lord, maybe you're reminding me that that's what I need to focus on. And then I begin to write bread legibly next to it and then circle it and sincerely trust that this is what God is trying to say to me for that day. You see, I truly believe that not only has God got much in store for us in this new year, but He wants to be with us every day. And He has a word for every one of us each day. Initially, I wanted to title my message today, God has a word for you. But I, I felt I needed to get the components of faith first because, because I don't want us to treat this like some sort of Christian horoscope. Oh, what's my lucky word for today? No, 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 no. There's no this is not about hor Christian horoscope, fortune telling. No, no. This is the embodiment that the Word of God is living and powerful. Yeah. It's living. Yeah. It's wanting to speak to you. And the Lord says that don't be afraid of making mistakes. Circle your mistakes. Learn from your mistakes. Because if you go to God mistaken, but sincerely mistaken, He can still make something out of you. Yeah. And the best example of that is the Apostle Paul when he was just a guy named Saul, he was sincerely mistaken about who Jesus was. Absolutely mistaken, but absolutely sincere. But God was able to change that around and then he became sincerely devoted to Jesus. See, God can turn your mistakes around. And so that's what I did. I wrote down, right? And then I circled the word bread that was yesterday. And then uh, for today's one, I did it this morning. When Pastor Kel was brushing her teeth, I snuck out to the living room and I wrote this. And uh, I, I got the sequence. For yours is the kingdom, the power and glory. I, I think it was the morning. That at least was what I'm telling myself. Um, but I wrote there, for yours is the kingdom. And then I wanted to write glory. And then my brain goes like, no, no, no. Power comes before glory. And then I begin to circle glory. And I go like, maybe there's something you know, today that I need to remind myself that actually, you know, it's, it's God. The glory belongs to Him. The glory belongs to Him. You know, so maybe a circling of that and then allow the Lord. This is why we need to sit. 
and allow the Lord to help you understand what He means. Because maybe there are some areas that you need to be humble in and, and give glory to God. And, and for some of us here, as you do this, maybe you know, the Lord will lead you to, a, not tomorrow when you do it, maybe the Lord will lead you to, to fumble, or maybe some of you here never fumble. No, 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 Pastor, I know this. I know the Lord's prayer. I pray every day already. Haven't you seen the video we made a few years ago that we did the Lord's prayer in different languages? This is self-plug. It's, it's on the YouTube page. You can find it. You know, we had it spoken in Japanese and Indonesian and in, 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 in Cantonese and Chinese and some of the church members here were, were featured. Praise the Lord. Maybe that's you. Oh, I never made mistakes. Great, great, great. Even if you never make a mistake, the Lord says that when you write it out, He's still going to cause a word to jump out a phrase to jump out. And maybe for some of us here, when you write it tomorrow, it's going to be about forgiveness. Forgive us our debts. And then you begin to go like, how come I can't write forgiveness? Hmm. Or maybe as you write down, forgive our debtors. And the Lord is saying that there's somebody you need to forgive. Before you start the day, there's somebody you need to forgive right now. Maybe for some of us here, it will be the word Father. And there will be just... God's word for you for that day to meditate on. Today, God, your assignment is for me to know you and experience you as father. Or to maybe it's a reminder to call my father, <laughs> talk to your dad again to repair the relationship. Let God speak. But what we need to do is to sit sincerely with Scripture. Amen? Amen. And this is, you know, an exercise in growing your faith. You want to have new faith for the new year, then you need some new habits. And let this be one of the habits. I know some of you here, you're already doing a quiet time. Great. Can you add this to your repertoire? Trust me in this. You know, and, and God will change it. Will change your life. As you begin to write it out, God will begin to speak. Today, I, I want you to understand that it's going to be my will that will be done. You know, and then the Lord is trying to tell us that as my people do this, it's going to grow their walk with Him and it's going to be healthy. And before you start your day, God is almost preempting you. How many of you love in your days in uni or in college? I'm not sure. Have you ever had that kind teacher or lecturer who drops hints of what's coming up in the exam? You know? Maybe, I don't know, you know some, we have some teachers in the midst. I'm not sure whether that's legal or illegal in this country. But where I was growing up in lawless Penang, um, you know, we will go up to our teacher and then we will say, you know, in a very Malaysian way, we say, hey, cha, 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 sir, sir, sir. Can you give us a clue? What's coming up? And they'll be like, I can't tell you anything. But... All I can say is, chapter 14 is important. And then he walks out, you know? <laughs> and all of us like, yeah! But of course, the whole exam is not just about chapter 14. But thank God for the hint. Because maybe there's going to be lots of questions on chapter 14. You see, God is good. He's powerful. He's living. He's your number one cheerleader. God's desire is not for you to have a crappy year this year. God wants you to flourish. But it doesn't mean that there won't be challenges. We all love to see growth. But if there's one thing I know about my life and the Bible is that growth comes through challenges. 
And sometimes God will hint, yeah, there's a challenge. <laughs> Today, you will be tested on forgiveness. Because maybe as you're writing there, why am I stumbling on forgiveness? I know how to spell this word. Yeah, 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 we know. But maybe this is preempting you and you're checking your heart. God, is there anyone I need to forgive? Is there anything I've done that I need to ask you for forgiveness? No, 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 no. Okay, okay, okay. And then suddenly you thought, okay, okay, doesn't matter. Thank you a lot for that word. And you go to work and somebody steps on your toe. Figuratively and literally. <laughs> Oops! And then you're there like, Argh! and then suddenly you're reminded, oh, that's why, Lord. That's why. Okay, God, help me to show more grace. Help me to forgive. And who knows, maybe it's the Lord, you know, is teaching me this as I'm preaching to you guys today. God is even saying that doing this could even give you words um, that will help open up conversations about faith. Because sometimes it's not that we do not know how to talk to another person on the topic of faith. It's that we do not know how to start. And sometimes you go like, oh, I don't know my friend, you know, is he an atheist? Is he not? Should I, should I, should I come at him about, you know, how technically, you know, uh, faith is a universal thing and even atheists say that there's no God, but technically they believe something because they believe that there's no God? Do you want to go from them from a philosophical angle or do I go from them from a theological angle or do I go from them from, you know what I'm saying? You're, you're practicing all your punches. But the law is saying that, no, no, no. Ask a person how his father is. Ask a person how his relationship with his father is. You know, Pastor Kenneth shared this story many, many, many years ago when he was young in ministry. Um, he wasn't a pastor yet, but he was following his pastor or his church elder to do a house visitation. There was a person who was, um, you know, um, kind of like drug addicted, but, you know, like, you know, he, he was going through a lot of things. So he's wandering his house, being angry, being destructive, you know, trying to go cold turkey, but just, just everything. And, and, and the church leaders were there trying to, trying to pray for him, not sure, should we do deliverance? Should we open the word of God? Should we pour him a cup of tea and sit down here? What should we do? And as he was just praying in the corner, and the, the, the church out there was trying, trying to talk this person out, and it looks like it's, it's making a breakthrough, Suddenly, the Lord dropped this word into Pastor Kenneth's heart and says, ask him about his relationship with his father. And goes, oh, so I'm sorry, can I? I know I'm the new guy here, I'm the young guy here. Can I, can I ask you this? Actually, how's your relationship with your dad? And a person began to break down and began to cry. And, and, and people were able to minister to him. And then, you know, from, I think the story was that this guy was, he's, he's been having trouble sleeping drug addicted, trouble sleeping. So he's, he's kind of like in a manic state. And then after that question was asked, they were able to minister and then he slept like a baby for the, you know, the rest of the day. And he was delivered. Just like that. All it takes is a word. And so a lot of times, right, that's our number one excuse. Pastor, I know I want to share, but, but my friends, I do not know how to get to them. You know, my, my colleagues, they're Brits. They have a way of talking. It's just a ritual. It's an empty ritual. Morning, how's your weekend? And then the response is to reply something polite but not actually give away too much information. Oh, it's good. 
Oh, and then politely ask back, how about yours? Oh, it's good. And then because the person who asked it can't just say good, they need to volunteer some information, but it needs to be just enough to close the conversation, but not enough to carry on the conversation. Oh, we went to a farmer's market. And then you're about to say, oh, reciprocate by saying they're interesting, but then don't show too much interest because you need to get back to work. Farmer's market, I've never been to one. Reply, you sure? I think I will. Yeah, maybe this weekend. Yeah, this weekend. Wow. Tube strikes, huh? Yeah, tube strikes. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know what's going on in this country. I don't know what's going on in this country. You see, begin to just echo each other. Well, okay, catch you later. Yeah, catch you later. I know the young working adults are laughing. All the students are like, huh, what is that? That's the reality of working in this country. That's, you know, all of you dream of, God, give me a job. Yeah, wait till the income tax hits you. Anyway, you need a word. You need a word that will break through the noise. There's a lot of daily polite ritual, but the Lord wants you to grow. You need a word for yourself and for others. Amen? And how do you get that? Sincerely sitting with Scripture. And again, ultimately, it's not even about the word, it's about your faith. God wants you to believe again that He can use you. God wants you to believe again that your place of work is not just a place you go to perform a task to receive a sum of money at the end of the month. It's a place of appointment and mission for you. It's about faith. It's about giving you new eyes to look at your job. The bank that you work for is not just a bank. It's a harvest field. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you that you love us. We thank you that you want to speak to us. And Lord, forgive us for the times where we've Lord, we say we are busy, but actually we've just been lazy. Forgive us. Lord, we have all the time to do all the things. Forgive us. Lord, thank you that you are God of second chances. And Lord, as we start this year, would you give us not just a new year, but a new chapter in you. Lord, forgive us in the times past when we've ever only gone to you when we needed something. Our attitude has been demanding. It's been impolite. Help us, Lord, to approach you with new sincerity this year. And God, help us, Lord, to sit in your word. Lord, even if we spend an hour a day in your word. It'll only amount to approximately 15 days in total for the entire year. And yet, what is that compared to what you've done for us? You weren't there for us just 15 days. You've been there for us every day and years on end. And so, God, what is a mere 15 days? Sometimes, Lord, forgive us when we take holidays longer than that. Lord, this year, help us to sit. Help us not to see spending time with you as time wasted, but help us to see as the most important time 
of the day. The most important appointment of the day. Help us, Lord. If we need to grow in other ways in order to accommodate this, then help us do it. Help us to grow up. Help us to wake up earlier. Help us to sleep earlier. But help us, Lord, to prioritize time with you. And Lord, most importantly, help us to see your word as not separate from you, but it's you. And so forgive us, Lord, for the times where we misplace our Bibles, we hardly touch it. But Lord, help us, Lord, to have new appreciation for your word. It is not an option, it's the source. It's the source. It's the source of everything. It's living, it's powerful. It cuts through all the lies of the enemy, including the lies that we have believed about ourselves. So Lord, help us to be washed by your word every day. And Lord, even as you're leading us to by faith, do the simple exercise of writing out your prayer. First of all, Lord, thank you for teaching us how to pray. That itself, it, 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 it blows our mind. Now, Lord, help us not to take for granted. It's something that you taught us how to do. Help us to cherish it. Help us to do it. And Lord, as we sit with it, as we write it, as we memorize it, as we meditate it, Lord, we believe that you're going to speak. And as you speak, give us the courage to obey. In fact, Lord, not the courage to obey, help us to love you in obedience. Because Lord, when we truly love, we will be brave. So Lord, help us to love you more so that we can be brave for your glory. Jesus name we pray. Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus name. Amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.